0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Radical Hope Radio. I'm Lucy, a member of the Radical Hope team. Radical Hope was founded in 2018 by Pam and Phil Martin after they tragically lost their son, Chris, to suicide. We are committed to building resilience in young lives we work with proven organizations that deliver on that mission by helping young people to connect, engage, feel empowered, and improve their overall mental wellness. So, today we're talking to Kieran. She is a first year master's student at uh, the School of Engineering at New York University, um, and she just participated in our radical health program at NYU. So, Kieran, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So, you're an NYU student. I graduated from NYU undergrad in 2019. So, we have that in common. Oh my God, that's so exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Did you, where did you go to undergrad? NYU as well? I actually
1: went to New Jersey City University. Okay. Um, I majored in national security over there and minored in computer science and then applied to the cybersecurity program at NYU Tandon.
0: Oh, wow. So how did you, do you want to talk a little bit about how you got into cybersecurity, what your interests are, a little background on that? Sure. Um, I actually started coding
1: my freshman or sophomore year of high school. So I extensively just did a lot of computer science work. Like all my APs in high school were focused towards computer science. Started undergrad as a computer science major, but then quickly found the national security major and realized that I had more than one interest. And that's kind of where my love for cyber uh, began to grow. And I got into like more of the theories and practices, but nothing too hands-on in my undergrad program. So I decided I wanted to learn more about cybersecurity and get more in depth with everything and
0: started Mm -hmm. the master's program. Awesome. And are you a remote student? Are you on campus this semester?
1: I'm actually a part of the Cyber Fellows program, so it's 100% online.
0: Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, So we can get into a little bit about your time with the Radical Health program. Um, So initially, kind of, how did you hear about it and kind of why did you want to get involved in um, more like mental well, mental mental health resources on campus.
1: I was actually just scrolling through Instagram one day, and the NYU University story popped up, and there's just this like, bright green banner, and it was like, oh, the Radical Health Program for like mental health and um, well being, and I was just really intrigued. I filled up the form, and. I got an email saying that I'd gotten accepted, and I was really excited because this past year, especially with the whole pandemic situation, I feel like we've all been battling our own demons. Um, I actually got out of an abusive relationship over the pandemic, and I've been working on like my self love journey, healing. So I've been really invested in uh, mental health and well being. So this was just like. An experience I wanted to try out because it was more structured and it wasn't just me on my own.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that sometimes it can be kind of daunting to try to get into mental health resources or any sort of mental wellness on your own. There's so much out there, and sometimes it can be hard. Like, do I look to a book? Do I look to something online, videos, anything like that? Um, so, yeah, I I agree with you that structure can be really nice sometimes, just someone to sort of guide you through kind of where to look for all those different resources. Absolutely. And I think that was like
1: one of the things I really liked about the program that there was, you know, even though I was walking into the program with, you know, a lot of loss on my shoulders and just, you know, um, losing a family member um, over the pandemic and then, you know, losing a lot of like, pillars of my life where people that I thought were really close to me were just no longer there anymore. Um, Walking into the program feeling alone, but walking out with like all these like skill sets and tools and resources and, you know, connections, it was just like a really nice, like wholesome, enriching experience.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome to hear. Um, and you mentioned that you kind of were just starting like that self-love journey. Had you kind of been in, into mental health before? Had you ever kind of like looked into any resources or was this sort of your first introduction into all of that? I actually um, used
1: the um, therapy resources at NYU, but this was more of like it was more of an experience where I would say, like, I felt like I was nurturing my mind. Like, with therapy, um, of course, there's, like, unpacking different things that happen. But with this, I felt like I was finally able to, like, challenge myself and and really start things that I would always tell myself that I would want to do but never would actually do. Um, like, we created wellness plans and... Then suddenly um, I started working out and that too consistently. I held myself accountable. Um, I was checking in with my peers. I wasn't just like self-sabotaging and isolating myself. Like it was just really nice. And even though the program was only four weeks, like I still check in with my coach and I still check in with my peers. So it's like I felt like I took something long lasting out of the program.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I think especially like the connection part you mentioned um, and staying in touch with all those people that were in your groups. um, I think that's really important, especially you're an entirely remote student. And I think a lot of students were remote this past year. Um, And I think that connection piece has really been a struggle for a lot of people, whether or not they're in any sort of like program like Radical Health. I think in general, it's just been way more of a struggle than it ever has been in college and grad school and any sort of um community or in like that it can be really hard to find connections and make those lasting friendships um so i think you know being remote has just made that even harder um so it's awesome that you felt like you made connection and still are in contact with those people
1: yeah, I agree. The entire like idea of having school completely 100% online is a lot more daunting than I thought it would be because I've taken like online classes before, but of course in like a hybrid setting where I had some classes on campus and then I had some classes online. So I never realized how lonely it can get and how Like it just, it's 10 times harder to network with people and to make like real connections and really understand like who's behind a screen.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So, do you think, I mean, you said, you mentioned the connection aspect of it. Do you think like you took any other like um, lessons or tidbits of information or tools that you'll use in the future? I think
1: a lot of our discussions were just so healthy and just really allowed us to bring our most vulnerable selves to the table during the Radical Health Program. um, Being able to talk about like topics that everyday students are facing, like procrastination. I remember we read this one article about the real reason why we procrastinate, and that resonated so much um, we did these like journaling prompts where it was like, you take this one prompt and you just sit for like 15 minutes and you just let it all out. Like you write whatever comes to mind. And I would never journaled that way. I used to journal with just like whatever random, like thought would come to my mind for like years, but I never thought of doing like a guided, like prompt-based journaling activity. And it just, gave me a whole new definition to journaling, talking about all these just different, um, important like topics that aren't talked about enough. And then having that healthy discussion and, and finding kind of like ways to just navigate through those emotions was just like a really different and like engaging experience.
0: Yeah. I, um, I think it's important to have spaces where those conversations can feel a little bit more natural because, I mean, I don't know, you can speak on what you think about this, but I think sometimes it's hard to kind of gauge whether or not You can have those more. I mean, mental health doesn't always have to be serious, but I think for a lot of people, it is. Those conversations can be sort of scary or intimidating, especially to have with friends and peers. You never, it feels weird sometimes. And I think a lot of people kind of feel that pressure. Um, But it's so important to have those conversations with our friends and our family and the people around us, just because A, it, it makes that connection that you were talking about so much deeper. And it also just like, allows us to be there for the people in our lives and for them to be there for us and kind of, you know, explain to everyone how best to be supported and how best to feel your happiest. And so if you want to talk of like, I don't know if you feel the same in your friend circles or your peer circles, like if those conversations are hard.
1: I definitely feel like they are. And I, like, I remember the one Um, question our coach asked at the end of the session, um, what we felt about the whole program. And the first thing that came to mind was just that it was everything I needed. Um, Because in like friend circles or at home, like, you know, everybody's dealing with their own stuff. And as you said, like sometimes mental health is like that scary, big topic that people don't really want to talk about. So having a space where you see other people being really passionate about the same thing and really wanting to put their 100% in so they can better themselves and better the connections that they have with other people or be a better student or be a better professional. It was just, it felt like a safe space. It just felt like everything that, you know, it wasn't just, oh, let's talk about our problems here and then leave and then do whatever we're doing for the rest of the day like we would normally do. It's let's talk about important things and let's understand, like, what is the importance of bettering ourselves so that we can better navigate through um, these difficult circumstances and I think it's it's that skill set that you can bring to other connections like friends and family members, because it can be hard to talk to them about these things. But if you're better equipped and um, you're in a more positive mindset, then having those difficult conversations can become a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it's important to kind of, and you know, not a lot of people think that it's a sort of that specific skill set you're talking about. A lot of people think, like, oh, you just talk about it, but you're so right. It is kind of, there are specifics to being able to approach that and to understand kind of how to really articulate your feelings or how to listen really well. I think that's something that people forget about sometimes is that listening aspect and really hearing someone. Um, so I think you're totally right. I think that skill set is super important for making these conversations and bring them into our daily lives.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like with listening, especially like, um, there, there was one quote that I had read somewhere and it was like, um, sometimes like people just listen in order to respond. They're already thinking of a response as they're listening. And we forget to tend to ask people like, what do they really need in that moment? Like, do they need someone to give them advice? Do they need someone to just listen to them and, Sometimes um, it can be really overbearing if like you're, you might just want someone to listen to you and make you feel heard and they just start throwing unsolicited advice your way. Or if someone's just listening and not giving you the clarity that you're looking for. So really understanding like what someone needs in that moment can be like so important.
0: Yeah, I think you're really right. And I think also like, mainstream society has kind of, you know, it's become the norm to sort of, we always say, oh, hey, how are you? Um, But no one actually asks that question, how are you in a real way? You kind of just, it's a formality. And I think, you know, a lot of people talk about this, the idea of like actually asking people how they are instead of that, you know, hey, how are you? I'm good. And actually saying like, asking genuinely, how are you? And kind of hoping that person will give you a genuine response and and when you ask that question, knowing that you could get an answer of like, oh, I've actually had like a rough couple of days and or something like that. And really understanding that like that's not that's not something that should be super scary. That's something that can be like really kind of nice for the two of you, especially if it's a friend. I understand strangers, it's hard, but you know, I think getting to that space where we can all kind of have those conversations in a more meaningful way, um, would be really helpful just to everyone.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like a lot of times when people feel like really abandoned by their friends or they don't feel understood by their friends, like that one friend that'll go back to her ex a thousand times and then her friends are just fed up of her or, um, you know, any circumstance and then they approach strangers and then Maybe a stranger might not know how to handle it, or they might handle it a lot better than they expected. It's just so interesting how different people react to like different sentiments.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I think especially like among young people. I mean, you can talk about your experience at college um, and in grad school. Um, if you think that there needs to be sort of more of an emphasis, I think a lot of people think they go to college and all of a sudden they're adults and. They should have everything together and they should, you know, have no problems and, you know, that they're grown. But I think, um, you know, there needs to be more like a sense of a priority or, yeah, a priority of mental health at colleges and among young people. Because I think a lot of times people like to say, "Oh, they're oh, they're young, they don't have any problems, real problems. But that's just not true. Everyone has problems, no matter your age, no matter where you live. So, yeah, you can speak on that if you want. I
1: definitely feel like, you know, there should be more of an emphasis on mental health um, in college because I feel like every student, like every person, as you said, is going through various types of problems, whether it's at home or it's with their friends or, you know, relationships. And college is really that time when you start really, truly making decisions for yourself and understanding who you are as a person and what your values are, what you align with, because at the end of the day, nobody's guiding you really through it. You're guiding yourself. And how can you like guide yourself without proper structure? Um, having something like a mental health, like awareness thing where it doesn't seem like, um, you know, something that's like stigmatized would be really nice because I think a lot more people could use it, then they realize they may just pass over being like, oh, yeah, maybe this is like therapy or maybe this is like um, this isn't something that I need. I don't need to journal. I don't need to meditate. Um, But until you actually sit down and do it, until you're actually sitting down and having those conversations and those healthy debates about different important topics, you don't know if you need it or not.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's so true. It's hard to it's hard to understand too. I mean, I think we've come to a place where a lot of people think I have to be diagnosed or I have to take medication to seek out mental health help. And I think that's really detrimental to everyone else because you don't have to have anxiety or depression or BPD or anything like that to seek out that help. You can you know you can have anxiety sometimes and really want to go to therapy and or really want to talk to people about mental health and mental wellness. So I think bringing it out in the open is really important. Just to make sure that everyone knows that they are able to get help, no matter what, no matter what your life is like, no matter if you live in a castle or whatnot. Like everyone is going to have a struggle of some sort and not everyone's matches or looks the same, but that doesn't mean you can't have the same resources and the same help. Absolutely. I feel like
1: if anything, um, it just going through the program just made me feel like I can still do this. Even if I feel like I'm falling apart inside, I can still get up tomorrow and I can still follow this wellness plan. I can still do certain things off my list And even if I don't get through all of them or I don't, you know, finish every task that I set out for myself, I can still feel accomplished knowing that I did something and to better myself. And that's how I can get through this situation. And I feel like everyone needs that kind of like sense of hope right now, especially with like the isolation of the pandemic. So I really think that it would be helpful for people to consider, you know, getting involved in something like the radical health program.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I think what you said is like hitting the nail on the head, sort of like everyone just needs that little bit of hope or just something to kind of get them through that next day. And eventually that will come become commonplace in your life and you'll feel so much better. Um, so I think shifting a little bit just to kind of some challenges that face, you know, our age group, the college age group, young people um, in their mental health and sort of like I think social media is a big one that comes to mind um, and kind of your thoughts on you know social media and mental health.
1: Oh my God. Uh, social media is crazy. I actually work in social media as well. I'm a content creator, an ambassador, and I'm actually taking up a new role as a social media manager as well. So I'm very like involved in the social media world. And I think it is absolutely one of the most dangerous places you could be like it is so toxic. People are trying to figure out, oh my God, what is going to get my post out into the algorithm? What is going to make me popular and famous? And how am I going to do this? And how am I going to look better or look like that model on Instagram that you know, just has a million likes on her picture? Everybody's chasing to be better than someone else or comparing themselves to somebody else. And it's just caused this culture of of toxicity. And it's so detrimental because you start losing yourself in an algorithm or a platform before you even realize it. And the next thing you know, you're doing things that maybe you don't even feel comfortable with. Maybe you're just doing it because you just want to keep succeeding at um, growth on your social media platform. It's so easy to become the persona that you're trying to build, and forgetting who you truly are just because of a social media application.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that um, the toxic, toxic atmosphere, wow, that was a mouthful. Um, that toxic atmosphere is kind of like, you know, everyone says you're putting your best self on social media. So it kind of plays into that idea that you're isolated in your mental health struggles that you're the only one who has bad days you're the only one who ever feels really bad about their body or really bad about their hair or their face or like feels sort of like lazy one day you it it creates that culture that you feel like everyone else out in the world is living these insanely beautiful full crazy lives while you're sitting at home when in reality everyone is just putting the best pictures out there in the most fun adventures. And really that's not anyone's day to day. So I think that's a really interesting aspect. And I think, I do think that kids who are sort of in that high school age group now are attempting to kind of combat that and kind of make, you know, make Instagram casual again. They're kind of trying to get at the root of that problem. But I think for the majority of people, it's still that that issue of feeling so alone and so isolated when you don't feel like your best. That is
1: so true. Um, I really, I do agree with that a hundred percent. And I think the worst part is also like the hate, like there's so much hate, like even with the um, students that are trying to put their most like real vulnerable selves out there, or maybe trying to talk about, let's say, a breakup. On That's one of the things I see on TikTok all the time is like there will be girls that will post about their breakup and they'll post videos of them crying. And some of the comments are very supportive, but some of them are just like, what do you think crying on social media is going to do for you? And it's just it's like you could do everything right. And for some people, it's, it'll still be everything wrong. And that judgment is just so ridiculous because putting up your best self all the time just leads to that idea that oh this person's life is perfect but nobody's life is perfect we all have our bad days and so I definitely think like you know trying to put your vulnerable self out there is a really like brave thing to do having to combat that hate is just like so unnecessary
0: Yeah, the hate is crazy. I mean, you're so right. It's like for every 10 really supportive comments, there's that one super negative one. And, you know, for some reason, our brains will just, that's the one we'll remember that the criticism or the hate or the mean comment, that's the one we're going to, you know, stick on. And that's a hard, I mean, for anyone, that's a really hard thing to not do. You know, everyone says, oh, just ignore it. Don't think about it. But that's easier said than done. I mean, it's hard to not kind of read negative comments and, and believe them. Um, but I think you're so true. It's so, you know, especially with regards to TikTok, some of these kids are just so brave in what they're talking about and what they put out there, um, and being vulnerable on social media for whatever it is, thousands or hundreds of thousands of people to maybe possibly see. Um, it's really crazy to me. Um, so yeah.
1: I think it's just crazy how much even in the past year or so everything has just evolved like we're having all these big conversations um, on TikTok like for the LGBTQ community for um, body positivity for black lives matter like all these different huge like conversations and a lot of like the people doing the talking are students and I think that's great because it shows that People are not afraid to use their voice to, you know, speak about what they care about and what matters to them.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, like you said, it is social media is a crazy place and it's still so new that we're nobody knows like the full extent of kind of where all of this will take us eventually, like where this you know what kind of consequences this will eventually have for kids who grew up on social media. But I do think there are definitely positives. I mean, I've seen more people, kids mostly, be open about mental health on TikTok and Instagram in the last two years than I ever have on social media. So I think it can be a place for people to really open up and discuss and connect with people who share similar life stories or similar struggles and feel supported and feel like they're not alone. Um, But it is that duality of also being just a crazy toxic place.
1: I think it's at the end of the day, it's a tool and the algorithms might be built in this very toxic way to just because their purpose is to keep you on the application. But it's really like up to us, like how we choose to use it. Um, I try to schedule um, breaks for myself. Like if I realize that I'm spending too much time on an application, I will start. Like for the next couple of days, I'll try to spend less time on it so that I'm not like superly engrossed in the application, but I'm still using it in the way that I want and I feel is most effective. So I think at the end of the day, it comes down to the individual, like. We have to be strong enough to know like who we are and like our self worth and like love ourselves enough to be able to combat hate and still be able to post what we want to post and use the tools in a way that are effective to building community and doing um, whatever we feel like is best.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I completely agree. I mean, I hope we can get to a place where social media kind of loses that hopefully one day it'll lose sort of its luster and then it won't be a place where people feel the need to kind of portray a faker version of themselves or an ideal version of their lives. Um, and it can be like, like you said, a place for real community and like real connection. Um, so we'll see, maybe in our lifetimes, we'll see a place, it get to that place. I, w- I will be interested to see that kind of shift. I already feel like it is shifting. So it's definitely interesting to watch. Yeah, I hope so, too. That would be awesome. Um, So before we close, is there anything, like, you can say, maybe your favorite piece of advice you've ever gotten, any sort of advice for anyone listening, other students, other young people, um, or just anything you want to leave everyone with today?
1: Yesterday, one of my friends was going through a little bit of a heartbreak situation, and this was the advice that I imparted on him. Um, At the end of the day, like, we all go through our challenges. And I think right now is a time where we're all having these moments where sometimes we just don't know what to do and we just don't know what the future looks like and we don't know what the next steps are. But I told him, like, you can't give up, you know? Like, you just can't give up. Every day you get a chance to do it all over again. You get to try again, you get to wake up, you get to do the one thing you didn't do yesterday or the week before, but it's it's all in your like mindset and going through hard things, that's just a part of life. Like you're gonna keep going through hard things, you know, every single day. Um, it's not gonna get any easier, but you're gonna learn how to navigate it better as long as you take whatever you're going through and embrace it and realize that you've gone through things before and you can go through it again. And it'll be a little easier next time because, you know, in the back of your mind that you've gone through pain and in the past and you can combat it and you can fight it. And it'll be a little easier each time because you'll have the strength to realize that you can do this again and you can overcome anything. So that is the one thing I would say is that just believe in yourself because you can really do anything you put your mind to as cliche as that sounds but you're really capable of anything you believe you're capable of doing
0: yeah and i don't think that's cliche i think that we often forget that piece of advice and i think that we need to be reminded of that more often is that yeah you can do anything you're capable you have the skills if you don't have the skills there are there are resources out there resources out there to kind of give you those skills i think That's really awesome. And do you want to tell people where they can find you on social um, if you want?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I have two Instagram pages. My main page um, is underscore Kieran, K-I-R-A-N dot C underscore. And um, my corresponding TikTok with that is Key underscore Speaks, K-I underscore Speaks. Um, and I have a blog page for cybersecurity and student tips and all of that, um, cybersecurity.girl and a corresponding TikTok page
0: as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. I think this was a really awesome discussion. Um, so thank you for coming on. And uh, everyone, uh, Radical Hope Radio podcasts are available at any time on iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Alexa. Um, And for more information about Radical Hope, please visit RadicalHopeFoundation.org and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadicalHope underscore FDN. And until next time, everyone, stay connected, stay safe, stay hopeful, and remember, you are not alone.